It's so good to see each of you here today. Larry, thank you so much for your ministry. Such a talented guy. Whenever I hear you, I wish I had stuck with piano lessons. My mother would have been so happy if I could do what you did today. That's such a blessing. Love your spirit. We wanted Larry to be here for one reason. At least somebody has hair today. And we, I envy Larry's hair. I always mention that to him. And sort of wish I had hair. And anyway, so, but we're happy to be here uh, on Palm Sunday and to be able to, to give honor to the king who the whole world is going to recognize as the king someday. And thank you for those of you who work with the kids. How sweet is that? See the little ones? I talked to an old pastor. You think I'm old. You should have seen this guy. I talked to an old pastor to this week. I was sitting out on the porch talking on the phone to him. And he says, when you don't have kids, the church is dead, you know. When you don't have kids, the church is dead, you know. And so uh, we are praying right now that God continues to build our team uh, to send us a youth and family pastor. It's real important. Um, I looked out and saw John Rocky. I think John said, John, my, my, my years might be off a little, but I love saying, Did you, didn't you say you were the youth pastor here 50 years ago? 50, come on. How is it? 57? 47. 47, that's close enough. We'll just round up three. 47 years ago. Isn't that great? He, he, he does seem younger than that. Anyway, we're praying that God would send us a youth and family pastor uh, who has an anointing from God on him, on his life. That he would come and help us and, and serve with us here, help us as we try to have strong Christian families. And also additional children's workers, if you feel a burden in your own heart, uh, to contribute, to help a little bit with the children's work. Most of you are good parents. And if you'd think about contributing to children's work at this time, it would be really important. Right now, Bethel needs to pay special attention to our children's work. And so I'm going to stop right now and pray about that. That's really on my heart. And uh, then we'll get into our message today. Lord, I thank you for everyone. We're so grateful for those who have the, the, the gray head and who have walked with the Lord faithfully for so many years. How encouraging is that? To know that, God, you can sustain us through the hardships of life, through the ups and downs of life. But also we pray that you would help us to pass our faith, which is so precious to us, on to another generation and another generation. I pray for our children today, and I pray for our grandchildren today, that you would stir up faith in their souls, Lord, that they would seek after you, and that they would find you as wonderful and satisfying as you are. And I pray that you'd help the Bethel Church and every other good church here in our area, around the nation, around the world, that we would be able to reach another generation of young people for Jesus Christ. That they would know you, that they would follow you, that they would love you, that they would wave the palm branches of their hearts, and that they would know that you are the king. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love reading David Klein. David is a farmer from Ohio. He's an Amish farmer from Ohio. He wrote a wonderful book called Great Possessions. The entire book is essays about things that he noticed while he was walking around his farm. I was super excited not too long ago when he came up with a couple other Scratching the Woodchuck is another name, another name of a book he wrote, The Letters from Lark Song. That's what he named his farm, Lark Song. But his most recent book was A Round of a Country Year, in which he just took, uh, he published his journals of the things that he did. And it was full of 
old farmer wit and wisdom. And one of the things it said, which I marked right away, is this. The peepers will be frosted to silence three times before spring is here to stay. That's what he said. The locals down there in Holmes County, Ohio, will say the peepers, those little frogs with the big throats that make this chorus in, in the pond, the peepers will be frosted to silence three times before spring is here to stay. How many of you have heard the peepers yet this year? So this week I had some dealings with a young lady, an Amish young lady, and, and I said, well, it's been a mild spring. And then I told her that about the peepers. And she said, I heard the peepers the other night. I said, well, listen to them when they get frosted to silence three times, then we'll know that spring is here to stay. Don't you, uh, here we are, uh, 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 a, a person of a different gender than me, a person of a different people than me, a person of a different generation than me, and both of us are standing there in the countryside on a spring afternoon just longing for the arrival of spring. Are you with us? It's just a part of being human, I think, for most people. I uh, have a, a reader friend, a lady named Virginia, and Virginia's been reading my things for a long time. Every once in a while, she corresponds with me. She lives deep in southern Ohio, down by the Ohio River. Has a nice little place. She has a porch she talks about a lot. She wrote me this week, and she said the forsythia beside her porch are in bloom. And you know what they say? They say that spring walks north at the, pa- at the, at the pace of a good walk. Spring comes north at the pace of a good walk. So... The forsythia blossomed in southern Ohio. They're going to be here at the pace of a good walk. And then the other flowers are going to come behind them. But we have within us, uh, we have just a longing for spring. Are you that way? I'm that way. You guys are not talking today. You're just listening, I see. You're just out there going, you, you, we pay you to do the talking. We're just going to listen today. I don't blame you. Just relax. Listen well. And so, anyway, we have this longing for spring. Here's what I think as I've thought about Holy Week. Some of us, because of the work of the Holy Spirit in us, we have a longing for a, a, a new touch, a, a touch of new life from the Lord. Kind of like, I need a little springtime in my soul right now. Are you that way? I talked to a man this week, and it's, it's really cool. He, he called me and wanted to meet, and he's been watching our messages online and, and listening to the messages when he drives back and forth from work. He's not been here yet. He's coming, bringing his family. But he's got this stirring, he said. He's got this stirring in his heart for something new, that God would do something new in his life. Man, that's exciting. I say to the Lord, God, I want that stirring like a a person longs for spring. I long for a a deeper work in my life. I long for a touch, a new life. And I want to talk to you about how that can be true for you. I, I believe it can. And I want to talk to you about how that can be. How can you have a touch of new life I talked to another guy, a friend of mine, that I kind of been mentoring him, working with him, really for, for a few years. We are talking the other day, and, and, I, and I mentioned something. Matter of fact, I've known him well enough that I actually kind of mentioned a sin in his life. <laughs> I mentioned a sin in his life. And I, and I opened my Bible, and yeah, I wouldn't do this with everybody. Not everybody would be open to it. He was. And I opened my Bible, and I just read him a, a real pointed passage of Scripture about a struggle that he has. And sometimes he might just kind of blow that off. But when I said that to him, it was, you could just tell, he said, oh, where is that written? And then he, he took a pen and he wrote that passage down. And then we went to lunch and I talked to him a little bit more and I told him some personal stuff in my own life about how the Lord 
had been working in my life. Some of it really fun, some of it kind of hard. And when I told him that story, he leaned back and he stopped talking. And he, I could tell it was like one of those moments when the light goes on. It doesn't happen all the time. And then later that week, he called me and he said, Pastor, what you said, that, I've been thinking about that all week. Those men that I just told you about, they have something in common. They have a longing for new life. They're not where they want to be, but they got a longing for new life in their soul. Do you, do you have that? Is that true about you? Is that, that, that's a special grace from the Lord. That's a special, do you realize it's a special gift from the Lord if he stirs your heart for, to want something more from him? Do you realize that God is already at work in your life if he's stirring you to want a touch of new life? 